Master was sent by Babaji to the West not to start beautiful communities, but to bring Kriya Yoga to the West. He was also sent to bring a message of the uh, essential unity between uh, the Indian teachings of Hinduism and the Christian teachings to show how they're basically one. And he was sent to uh, bring back, as he himself put it, original Christianity and original Hindu yoga, both of which have been sort of lost sight of in the great changes that always occur in history. And it's essential in religion for great masters to come back again and again to remind people what it's all about, because people otherwise forget. They take a teaching. I think the worst thing that ever happened to Christianity was when Constantine made it the official religion. And suddenly everybody found he was a Christian, but uh, he didn't know what it meant. And what uh, that meant was an enormous dilution. And I've been thinking about the the uh, role of Ananda in Master's work. So there are a lot of thoughts that need to be sort of drawn together, and I think for a real and very important purpose. The purpose of Ananda is to, well, if he said that he came back to bring, he came to bring back original Christianity, then we have to think, well, what was original Christianity? In what way did it differ from what we see right now? Because most people who call themselves Christians think that's what they are. But Master made it very clear that he had been sent by God to bring back a teaching that had been lost sight of. And the religions of the West, the different churches and so on, have become altogether too um, formalized, too dogmatized, too institutionalized. And if you go back to original Christianity, and these discoveries are coming out all the time in... Uh, the Nag Hammadi Library and the Dead Sea Scrolls and uh, research that's being done still on other books that people have sort of tended to put aside, but that are they were very much a part of the early Christian religion. What you see above all is not so much an institution. An institution was imposed on the Christian religion but Christ himself was not an institutionalist. If you read his speeches, his statements, um, from that point of view, you see that he never even talked about church. Even when he said that, oh, Thou art Peter, and on this rock I will found my church. He was talking of cosmic consciousness. He was talking of Peter individually. He wasn't talking about my church. He never talked about that. And... Uh, if we understand that Christianity is essentially the same message that Master brought, which is self-realization. That's why we had to defend our right to use that word. It was our religion. We're devotees of Master. We had to say we cannot compromise this truth. And, of course, it's given us ten years of lawsuits, but uh, so what? We've won. <laughs> and uh, it's so important to realize that what this teaching is is self-realization. Now that doesn't mean that we don't have an institution, but the institution is secondary, and the church made it primary. 
The church made it such that if you didn't agree with the minister, you had to take his interpretation of it. They brought it to the point where if you didn't agree with the minister, they'd persecute you. They brought it to the point where if you didn't agree with the minister or the church, they would torture and kill you. Just a few months ago, there was the 500th anniversary of Torquemada. You know who Torquemada was? He was the great inquisitor of Spain. And uh, he, according to the official legend from the Vatican, was just a simple monk. <laughs> um, it was the torturing and the executions and persecution that he committed in the Spanish Inquisition was greatly exaggerated. <laughs> it was really, uh, it was the uh, false reports of the Protestants who imposed this on it. I don't think the Protestants were all that active yet, but nonetheless, they were the ones to blame. And uh, so the, the uh, uh, truth of it was that they were greatly exaggerated. And my thought, of course, was, well, so maybe they only tortured and killed 900, not 1,000? Is that what they mean by exaggerated? A ridiculous statement. And then they talked about how uh, he was very simple and a genuine monk. And you have to look at the cultural context of those times. This sort of thing was acceptable then. To which my answer would be, I think, fairly obvious. Well, you have to look at the crucifixion and the cultural context. And after all, it was accepted then. And what was wrong with it? And so what's all the excitement about Christ's suffering on the cross and everything? We greatly exaggerate this. They, they, uh, the institutionalized religion was perhaps necessary at that time. Kali Yuga needed to see things in fixed form. But in fact, it destroyed self-realization. You couldn't even have your own conscience, which is what self-realization has to mean. If I realize my own higher self, I'm not going to go to a priest to get it done for me. But uh, in the Catholic tradition, in the Christian tradition, they've either eliminated saints altogether and said, well, we're all saints. And you look around you and you say, what makes you a saint? The fact that you signed your name on a dotted line that I'm a Presbyterian or something? I, I don't think that quite does it. <laughs> and so what we see with Master's teachings, when he, brought, when he said, I'm bringing back original Christianity, he meant self-realization. And he meant the individuals, as he said to us, you have to individually make love to God. It, no one can do it for you. And if you have an institution, the only purpose of the institution is to help that to be actualized. Uh, it's like a hive, which can help the bees to create honey, but the hive is not the religion, it's not the honey. So what Master brought is something that has been lost sight of even in his lifetime and just after his death. And uh, that's why we had these, these lawsuits, because we knew that we had to defend what was much more basic than uh, a superficial thing like I said to Diamata back in 1990, that's 10 years ago, when Master said that self-realization would be the religion of the world, he cannot have meant Self-Realization Fellowship Incorporated. And Diamata responded to my absolute astoundment, that's your opinion. 
I can't imagine two opinions on that. And therefore I say that Ananda has, and with all this struggling that we've gone through, it's earned its right to claim its place in Master's mission. Ananda has a role to play. Yes, we have to have an organization, but we don't put that first. We put the individual search for God first. That's where it has to be. We've got to bring it back. And that's why Master kept talking to me about this, because he saw that I had this understanding. Well, so the purpose of Ananda, and this is a point which the edges, the definitions, tend to get a little blurred. We have a beautiful community, and people say, well, then we, we must make a more beautiful community. Maybe, and maybe not. Honestly, it wouldn't matter if we were in mud huts and walking on mud roads if we all meditated and loved God individually. The purpose of Ananda is not to create a beautiful community. That's something you do in the process of doing your best to serve God. But the purpose of Ananda is to get to have a place where people can come together and love Him, to create a hive. That's what it's all about. And I uh, have been very happy to receive many letters from all of you saying that that is what you want to affirm. That is what Ananda is, and you want it and you know. This is so important. 